<laughs> Clever, right? To put a mural of cooking heritage in an eating place itself quite helps you appreciate how the business of feeding the public started out and how far it's come since. I, though, have a whole household to feed, so I'm about to do some marketing. Uh, would you like to walk with me? Tonight, huh, I'm cooking my special Asam Pedas Ikan Sepat. Confused? No, it's not the same as the Malay-style Asam Pedas. This is a Chitti Malakan recipe, using dried fish instead. I know my friends like to come here and order the fish head curry from the popular restaurants along Racecourse Road just nearby. But my dried fish asam pedas, you can't easily find outside, huh? My mother taught me this. I'll cook lah for my wife and grandchildren. Come, we'll go to the market. But I want to show you something else first. Let's head back to that colourful mansion. This mansion really stands out, huh? My grandchildren tell me it's a good background for Instagram. The youngest one though said it reminded her of sweets. And she is right. The man who built this, uh, Tau Ke Tan Teng Nya, he owned a sweet factory, you know, on Kerbau Road. And this building was a part of it. Ah, and this place, right in front of the mansion, it looks like a... Oh... You already know about the cattle sheds. So clever. Eh, but did you know that those cattle worked hard in the making of other products in this area? For one, they helped deliver sugar cane by bullock carts to Tauke Tan's factory. Other bullock and oxen would help churn the giant millstones that ground wheat, while others worked the presses that extracted juice from sugarcane or pulled gingerly oil from roasted sesame seeds. They were also part of the pineapple canning business. Ah, later remind me, ah, I must buy pineapple also. You know what else I like about this place? All of these small, small industries working together like one chain. The cattle pulled carts and the millstones, then the remaining wheat, sugarcane and pineapple fibres was fed to them. <laughs> I imagine all that good natural sugar made their milk extra sweet. Huh? <laughs> hey, but enough about that. The real visual treat is waiting. Uh, come by the right side of the mansion and we'll cut through to Buffalo Road. Do you smell it yet? 
all those fresh vegetables, fruits and flowers. It, did you see the vegetables that Indian people like to cook with? Uh, those very bumpy bitter gourd, big purple banana flowers, those big green lime, moringa, brinjal, and stalks and stalks and stalks of curry leaf. <laughs> Their fragrance just fills the air. Hey, these ladies' fingers look good. I'll get some to add to the asampadas. Ah, see, good cooking is like that. You must be flexible, experiment a bit, see what others are doing and try. That's why Indian food in Singapore is unique. Don't just look at the vegetables lah. Look at the people also. See who else comes here. It's not just Indians. And why would it be? Malay cooking, Peranakan cooking, even Chinese cooking also will use these ingredients, right or not? Huh? And of course, it isn't just Indians who love a good bargain. I tell you, everybody also comes here to do marketing. Lah. Any race, any address also. From Jurong also, people will come here. One. <laughs> okay, come, come. Let's go to the market. Uh, let's walk down to the Racecourse Road Junction. Then cross over, then walk along the taxi stand and under the block until the market entrance. Huh? Hey, hey, are you seeing those shops under the block? You can get all sorts of things here. Herbal supplements, la, cosmetics, la, electronics, dried foods. Hey, I'll get my dried fish here. Yeah, yeah. Ah, you can also buy masala powders and other bottled paste for cooking, but I prefer to get these from the masala stalls inside the market itself. Not because I'm picky. Actually, yeah. I'm always in awe of how she knows all the combinations and gets the proportions just right. <laughs> and also, I like chatting with my old friend. Lah. <laughs> but from these provision shops outside, I like to get some ointments and toiletries that you can't usually find outside of Teka. Uh, you, you know Odi Kolon? My grandchildren say it's actually pronounced what? Uh, Odi Kolon or something like that. Old timers like me just say Odi Kolon lah. <laughs> it comes in a small ornate glass bottle with a green label. See if you can find it. Basically, it's an Indian Uncle Kolon. Okay. <laughs> ah, Uncle smells good, right? <laughs> Remember this smell lah. Because now, 
We are going inside the fish market. Come. Ah, don't worry, don't worry. Just walk wherever you like. Ah, if you see fresh tomatoes, uh, tamarind pulp, galangal and laksa leaves, you tell uncle, okay? I prefer to get most of my things from the market because I know the stallholders. See, that's the service you get when you come to a place like Teka Market. Here, I am a regular. The stallholders see me, I see them, we become friends. <laughs> and my friends will always give me the freshest products at the best price. Uh, before the market was on the other side of the road, you know, where Teka Place is now at, this area would be so lively with people bargaining. That's how old timers like me shop lah. That's why markets are so noisy. I listen to the shopkeepers here. In Teka Market, even the Chinese shopkeeper understands Tamil. If you listen closely, you might even hear two people talking in two completely different languages, but they understand each other. I'm sure you know lah, when markets now and last time, very different. Listen, do you hear any chickens? No, right? Last time you come and choose the chicken when it's still alive. After picking which chicken you want, they will give you a tag and they will tag your chicken. When I came with my mother when I was younger, she would always quickly hurry me away after ordering. Later, I saw how they would do it lah beheading the chicken. They'll dip in hot water, then throw the chicken into this, this metal drum uh, with long rubber pieces fixed inside. Then uh, they will spin the drum for a while and that will remove the feathers. <laughs> with the live chickens, the mutton and the fish and the wet floors, I tell you, Teka Market back then smelled well, as you would expect a market back then to smell lah.
okay, looks like I've got all my ingredients. But all this talking and marketing is hungry work, you know. Eh, let's get a bite at the hawker centre. You know, the idea of putting a hawker centre together with a market uh, was something Singapore started doing only in the 1980s, when the original Teka market was across the road from 1915. It was just a market. When this new place was built in 1982, then only the hawker centre was added. At that time, it was called Su Chiao Market. That's the Hanyu Pinyin version of the Hokkien word Teka. <laughs> hey, but then, uh, my friend told me, Su Chiao means pig leg. Ayo, uh. why la? Not nice la, that name. <laughs> I think uh, everybody also complained. So in 2000, they changed the name to Teka Center. <sighs> but whatever the name, this place has fed many. La. Put food in their stomachs, put money in their pockets also. By now I know, you're not surprised to learn that this market is just as famous uh, for its Chinese and Malay food as it is for all the Indian foods. Appam or prawn mee. Duck rice or biryani. Teka is for all. Come. What do you want to eat? <laughs>